was so great, and it was such a blessing to them um, because they're go they're they're doing a service this morning, and then they have to drive back home and do a service tonight. So lots of things going on with them, and, and y'all know gas is expensive, so a lot of running around to do, and that was just a, a big blessing. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, if you've not yet brought your items, I mean, it's only the second week of July, so if you haven't, that's okay. Your items for the month of July are toiletries. Uh, I, I gave a list in the newsletter of different suggested items for toiletries, but as long as it's not liquid, you are welcome to bring it. So things like Band-Aids and uh, Q-tips, things like cotton swabs and uh, tissues, anything like that, as long as it's not liquid, it is very, very welcome. If you do bring liquid stuff, we will put it into our donation to give to the uh, the homeless. Uh, so if, if you happen to buy a packet of stuff, sometimes you get a toothbrush and, and toothpaste together. Uh, we'll just take the toothpaste out and, and put it in with the uh, the homeless things. So we are I'm still waiting on um, on a, a time for for us to go to the uh, homeless ministry. But as soon as I find out, then I will be seeing, I'll be seeing him next week at a ministers meeting. So if I don't hear before then, I'll definitely find out from him at that point uh, when they are planning because we're we're wanting to go with Journey Church like we did last time. Uh, it was it was a really great time of fellowship, and we were able to to do that. But also on the website for um, Watchmen of the Streets, some of the things that they are asking for right now are tents. Can get tents, uh, a two-person. I think it's Magellan brand for thirty dollars because with the with the weather being like it is, so very hot, people need a shelter. And also with the rain coming in every day or two, people need some uh, some kind of covering. So if you are not able to go, just not your thing. Interested in going? That's okay. If you would like to provide for us to uh, to hand out some tents, that'd be great. Also. The month of, of July is a focus of fellowship. We've already been able to do some things for fellowship. Yesterday, we had a great time of fellowship. Last week at our Luau, had a great time of fellowship. But if you would like to, uh, if you'd like to invite us over, we're happy to come over to your house <laughs> and fellowship. Yes, if you'd like to, um, we haven't organized a, a ladies fellowship recently, but. You are absolutely welcome to invite us to your house. Uh, and we have some new games that we'd like to play. So, so you know, have us over. Uh, but, but do have, honestly, uh, if, you, if, if you will take this opportunity this month to fellowship with people, because you cannot have influence if you do not have fellowship. So your fellowship can be an encouragement to people. It can have uh, an impact on them being in God's house and, and becoming uh, better Christians or becoming believers for the first time. So do take this opportunity to uh, to have fellowship. And any other announcements? I can't think of any, but if we have any, we'll certainly let you know. Um, we were we were talking yesterday, Shane and I, and of course he's not here today, but um, he said he said something about hearing God's voice and or hearing those little promptings, and we talk about this a lot, hearing those little promptings and and saying, oh, well, I need to do this 
I feel the Holy Spirit speaking to me and I need to do this. It was something as simple yesterday as leaving the trunk open because we had some things in the trunk and took them in, but then had to bring them right back and he had left the trunk open. He said, I knew I was, I knew I should have done that. That's, that was good because I had these, you know, I, I'm toting these things around and I wouldn't have been able to pop the trunk. He said, I said, well, that's, that's good. That's the Holy Spirit speaking. When, when he prompts you to do these little things, you need to listen. You always need to listen. And he said, well, sometimes I can't tell. Sometimes I can't tell that it's the Holy Spirit. I just think, well, that seems silly. I don't want to do I said, okay, well, how about this? If it's anything that you shouldn't do, if you know that it's going to be <laughs> wrong or sinful or having a bad attitude or being ugly, then don't do it. That's obviously not the Holy Spirit. I said, but if it's something that's going to be good and positive or even if it's something weird, just do it because God is ahead of us. He sees into the future. He knows what we're going to face. So when he sees, you're going to need to have your keys for this or you're going to need to uh, bring a, an umbrella with you. And you think to yourself, well, that's silly. It's not calling for rain at all. God is already there. He knows. So in those times that you, that you hear the prompting of the Spirit, you need to listen and obey. And the more that we listen and obey, the more He will speak to us. He is constantly speaking. He just needs us to listen. Amen. Let's sing this morning and go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. You are great and greatly to be praised. You are holy and righteous and mighty, and we love you so much. God, I thank you because you are the giver of life. Lord, that you woke us up this morning, that you put breath into our lungs, and that you gave us strength to be in your house. Heavenly Father, I thank you for each and every person who was here today. I just ask that you would give strength and encouragement. God, I pray that, that every person who came in with burdens and cares, that they would be lifted up today. God, that, that those shackles would fall off. God, that those chains would be broken. God, that you would bring healing and restoration and strength. God, for those who have come in, if they don't know you as Savior, that you would save them and change their lives today. God, that they would not leave here like they came. For anyone who's watching, who's having difficulties or burdens, anyone who is watching, who is having a need for strength or, or physical healing, God, I pray right now that you would go to where they are. God, give strength and help. God, I pray that everything that is said and done today would honor you and please you. Lord, that it is not about us. It's not about what we can do and how we can be seen, but we can lift you up. God, we thank you, we praise you in Jesus' precious name. My God is more than enough. He can supply all my needs. He is my El Shaddai. He always looks out for me. Jehovah Jireh. He is my God. Oh, Jehovah Jireh. He is my God. Sing that again. My God is more. My God is more than enough. He can supply all my needs. He is my El Shaddai. He always looks out for me. Jehovah Jireh. He is my God. Oh, 
Jehovah Jireh, He is my God. All of the earth is His, and the fullness thereof, everything that I need, you can be sure of. Jehovah Jireh, He is my God. Oh, Jehovah Jireh, He is my God. Sing, all the earth is His. All of the earth is His, and the fullness thereof, everything that I need. You can be sure of Jehovah Jireh, He is my God. Oh, Jehovah Jireh, He is my God. So why should I worry about the highs and the lows? The ups and the downs, when by my faith I know my God is more than enough. He can supply all my needs. He is my El Shaddai. He always looks out for me. Jehovah Jireh, He is my God. Oh, Jehovah Jireh. He is my God. All of the earth is His. All of the earth is His. And the fullness thereof. Everything that I need, you can be sure of. Jehovah Jireh. He is my God. Oh, Jehovah Jireh, He is my God. So why should I worry about the highs and the lows, the ups and the downs, when by my faith I know my God is more than enough. He can supply all my needs. He is my El Shaddai. He always looks out for me. Jehovah Jireh, He is my God. All of the earth is His, and the fullness thereof. Everything that I need, you can be sure of. Jehovah Jireh, he is my God, and my God is more than enough, more than enough, more than enough, more than enough. My God is more than enough. Yes, He is more than enough. My God is more than enough. Everyone needs compassion, a love that's never failing. Let mercy 
is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. Author of salvation, he rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. So take me as you find me, all my fears and failures, and fill my life again. I give my life to follow everything I believe in. Now I surrender. Oh, I surrender, Savior. He can move my mountains. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever, author of salvation. He rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. Shine your light and let the whole world see. Through your singing for the glory of the risen King, Jesus Shine your light and let the whole world see through your singing for the glory of the risen King. Savior, he can move my mountains. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. Author of salvation. He rose and conquered the grave, my Jesus conquered the grave. Savior, he can move my mountains, my God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever, author of salvation. He rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Declaring there is hope and there is freedom. 
give him praise this morning. He is worthy. Thank you, Lord.
found the Lord is good. Amen and amen and amen. Brother Mike, he tells us in 1 Peter for us to continue on and add. He said, uh, given all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and add to that virtue knowledge, and then add to that knowledge some temperance, and then add to temperance patience, oh boy, and then add to patience godliness, and add godliness to brotherly kindness, and add brotherly kindness to charity. He's, he's, he's trying to say to us, we can reach a higher level, we can add, and we can add, and receive, and Ooh, hallelujah, amen, and amen. He wants us to study, to show ourselves approved unto him. A workman, a workman, a workman. That we sometimes miss that word. Uh, a workman that needs not to be ashamed. And I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Comes to the Jew first, then also to the Greek. For they turned him aside, but he chose to go <laughs> unto all the world and preach the gospel and save every man that was lost that was willing. Amen and amen. I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord. I hope you are. I, I see Brother Jack, man, I'll like to, if that ain't a man, I'll see that he is a big boy. Hallelujah. Sometimes I thought I was a big uh, in my day, but that is a big boy. He's a, and I love you, man. I appreciate you every time you're able to come. And I tell you, I don't know 
what we spend. So, but I do thank you for all that you've given. Now, is there any prayer request on this side? Miss Judith?
song of its people every once in a while. I don't know. So it, it protects. It's obviously, there's a surge, and <laughs> it's protecting. So thanks there, surge protector, for your job. Um, <laughs> but it makes a loud noise when it does it. But that's what that is. So for a couple of weeks, we have been uh, reorienting our minds about financial health and wellness. We've been in the series of health and wellness since January. And we haven't even gotten to spiritual health and wellness yet, but we are, we're going to see. Gonna, we're going to get healthy, I hope. <laughs> so last week, we discussed the keys of true contentment, working well to bring glory to God, because we must do everything as doing it unto the Lord. It will make our work feel so much different. It'll make everything we do hit a little different when we realize I am doing this for God's glory. I am doing this to be pleasing to Him. I am doing this because I am physically, mentally able to do it. So it can be an act of worship to God. Cleaning the house can be an act of worship. Mowing the grass can be an act of worship. Uh, because we are saying, God, I am grateful that I have the strength to do this. And so I'm going to do my very best to, to give glory to you. Uh, maintaining integrity. So the way that we work reflects God. The way that we talk about our co-workers, the way that we talk about our bosses or those who work for us. Maintaining integrity because sometimes we are the only example of Jesus that the world is going to see. And then also holding on loosely that we realize what I have does not belong to me. It is given to me by God. I am a steward of these things. So we now will turn our attention to an opportunity for generosity. Sister Jean was talking about that. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for all that you do and all that you give, and we really do appreciate it. And we're going to see an example of that in 2 Corinthians. The grace of giving. <laughs> yeah, Lord. Glad that you are here and glad that, that Callie is here too. Amen. Yes, train them children up. <laughs> so, Paul is writing to the church at Corinth. We, we know the church at Corinth. Bless them. They were full of zeal, but also they had some major issues. Paul had written at least three letters to them. We have two of those letters. We, we know about a third because... Paul mentions a third. In, in one of my previous letters, I said this and this and this to you. And he had been very stern and straight with him, especially in that first letter. It's, it's possible they, they threw that other letter away because he was so harsh. I don't know. I'm not trying to add to scriptures, but, but sometimes, you know, like, uh, no, we don't want to hear what you have to say, Paul. Let's just put this in the garbage can. But they, they were going through a lot of things. They were excited about God. They, they were excited about having the gifts of the Spirit operating within their church. And they were having communion left and right. They were having love feasts. And they were just fellowshipping together. But they had some sin that they were just allowing to go on in their church. And just, it was not no big deal. So Paul had to correct them. So based upon his instruction to them in 1 Corinthians, in 2 Corinthians, it, it's a little bit of a lighter letter. He does give some correction, but maybe they had done some improvement, which is great. Thank you. But here he is reminding them of an urgent need that they knew about from the previous letter. And he is telling them, I trust you to be generous. <clears throat> the, the church in 
Jerusalem, which was the mother church. That was the, the very first Christian church. That's where the apostles had, uh, had begun preaching in Jerusalem, and then they branched out because of, because of uh, traveling to different places. There was persecution, so they started going to different places. But Jerusalem was the, was the first church. So they were experiencing some hardships. There had been a famine to strike the land of Judea, and the home church was left destitute. The surrounding churches, upon hearing of the struggle of the church of Jerusalem, came to the aid of their brethren. And some have suggested that, a, that two different offerings were brought to them. We're not quite sure. It's possible, just depending on how you interpret. But throughout the course of the New Testament, churches were encouraged to give to Jerusalem. And Paul had spoken to all the different churches that he had established. And here we see in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, starting in verse 1, that he is reminding them. He said, Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed in the churches of Macedonia. How that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. For to their power I bear record. Yea, and beyond their power, they were willing of themselves, praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering of the saints. And this they did, not as we had hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God. So what Paul is saying here, and I love Paul. He's one of my favorite uh, biblical characters or, or individuals, but sometimes he gets very confusing with what he's saying. So here we go. He begins by commending the generosity of the churches in Macedonia. He's very subtle. I do love Paul because he can be a little sarcastic, but he can also be kind of subtle. He wants the church at Corinth to give, but he begins by talking about the churches in Macedonia. He's like, I just want to write to y'all and brag about the churches in Macedonia, how well they have done. They heard about this need at the church in Jerusalem, and they gave. They were so good to give. Now, Macedonia was a region to the north, and Achaia was the region in the south. Now, the churches in Macedonia were uh, Philippi and Thessalonica, and the churches in Achaia were like the church of Corinth, the church of Ephesus. So, the northern churches, sorry for shaking, uh, they were, they had been so bogged down, so disrupted by Rome coming in and, and basically leaving them destitute. The Romans had come in and had, and had oppressed them to the point that they were very poor. So in the midst of trials and pressure, Paul says their poverty abounded. In the Greek it says their poverty was super abundant. But also, he said, I can, I can bear record of the fact that their 
joy was also super abundant and their liberality here meaning their selfless sincerity or their generosity he's saying although they had very little to spare they gave even beyond their ability to do so Paul is saying, I went to those churches not expecting a thing from them because they were poor. They didn't seem like they had enough. They, they didn't seem like they were able to give. But when they heard about this need, they were so excited. They begged me for the opportunity to give. They said, please, let us minister to these other churches. They had begged him to take this offering. And this was due to their desire to take part in ministering to the fellow believers, regardless of their own personal poverty. Paul commends them for giving much more than he had hoped, even to the point of giving themselves. We know that as Paul was talking to the church at Philippi, he, he commends them. He says, thank you so much for all that you have given. Because even people who had more to give than you didn't give as much as you, because you are judged. You're blessing, and you understand that that God will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You've gotten that in your head, so thank you. So again, Paul is commending them <laughs> because, we see in verses 6 and 7, and so much that we desired Titus, that as he had begun, so he would also finish in you the same grace also. Therefore, as ye abound in everything, in faith and utterance and knowledge and in all diligence and in your love to us, see that you abound in this grace also. Again, I love Paul because he go, he begins with Ma the churches in Macedonia don't have much, but they gave so much. And we're sending Titus because we expect you to do the same. We want to give you this opportunity as well. So, God had begun this grace within them. Within the Corinthian church. So, Paul wanted them to have another opportunity to be fulfilled. He said, you guys are abundant in faith, which here means persuasion in and reliance upon Christ. You are abundant in utterance, meaning preaching the word. You are abundant in knowledge, meaning moral wisdom, and deeper, more perfect knowledge. You are abundant in diligence, meaning eagerness or earnest care. You are abundant in your love, here agape, toward Paul and all the other ministers. You are just, you are above and beyond all the other churches in so many areas. Therefore, allow this gift of generosity to grow and abound within you. In verses 8 through 15, it says, I speak not by commandment, but by occasion of the forwardness of others, and to prove the sincerity of your love. For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, Yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. And herein I give my advice. For this is expedient for you who have begun before, not only to do, but also to be forward a year ago. Now therefore perform the doing of it, that as there was a readiness 
so there may be a performance also out of that which you have. For if there be first a willing mind, it is accepted according that a man hath, and not according to that he hath not. For I mean, not that other men be eased and ye be burdened, but by an equality, that now at this time your abundance may be a supply for their wants, that their abundance also may be a supply for your wants, that there may be equality. As it is written, he that hath gathered much hath nothing over, and he that hath gathered little had no lack. So, again, Paul and sometimes is confusing, so let's talk about it. Paul makes it clear. He said, I'm not commanding y'all to give. I'm just giving you the chance. You're welcome. Again, I love Paul. See, he says, because the eagerness that other people have shown, Paul saying to them, I want to give you the same opportunity to demonstrate your Christian love. People who are less able than you have given gift. So we do this in, we used to do that kind of thing in, uh, in school a lot. And these psychologists think that it's a modern thing. But, but, you know, you praise the one kid. Look at how well Johnny is standing in line. This is amazing. Thank you, Johnny. You're just, you're so great. And then you notice all the other little kids who want to be praised. Right after, uh, right after we came back from from COVID, I remember as you're standing in the standing at the bathroom because you got to select them. The second graders especially, yeah, well, all of them probably. But you you have to stand and watch as they're make sure as they're going into the bathroom that they come out and they wash their hands. But I, there was this one particular kid who apparently his mom had really gotten on to him about make sure that you're scrubbing good. So it was the within the first week of school I noticed as he was as he was washing his hands and I said, Y'all, I just wanna I just wanna tell you, we have a master hand washer in our midst. This friend right here, he knows how to wash his hands. He stood at the he used soap. And he got between his fingers, and he got every single part of his, and he stood there, and he rinsed, and then he, he uh, put his hands under the dryer and didn't let him just drip. He, he's a great hand washer. The next, this is, this is no exaggeration, the next time that we went to the bathroom after that, every single child took extra time washing their hands because they wanted to be just like this child. So this is what Paul is doing. He is praising the churches in Macedonia and saying, they are fantastic, knowing that the church of Corinth wanted to be praised as well. Well, we can be good too. Just watch. So he uses Christ also as an example. Christ was abounding in riches. He was in heaven. He was high above everything. He owned everything there was. He created everything that there is. But yet, he became poor. And this word here is became like a beggar. He became like a beggar so that we could be increased in riches. 
consider the glory of heaven anything to hold on to when compared to us receiving him as our Savior. So now Paul offers advice. Whatever you had planned to give before, stick with that plan. Now this goes back to, and you don't have to turn there, but if you're taking notes, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, Paul makes them aware of the need. He says the church at Jerusalem is going to need some finances. They're struggling. They need your help. So he had told them before that there was a need. So he's just reminding them. He had advised them in that particular chapter to lay aside money at the first of every week in order to have a good sum over time. So now we see it's about a year later. He's just reminding them. He said, I'm going to send Titus, and I want to make sure that you're prepared with your offering when he shows up. I'd hate for either one of us to feel embarrassed. So Paul tells them, collect that money that you had intended to. If your mind is still willing, your gift is still acceptable. And he's saying to them, you don't have to feel discouraged if your gift isn't bigger. If you've come up upon hard times, but you still have a heart to give, it's the disposition of the heart that's important. And he said, I, I, I want you to understand, I'm not trying to have you be burdened by your giving. I'm not saying that you need to write a check to, for everything in your checking account. But if you had purposed in your mind what, what you felt like the Lord was asking you to give, give that in faith. He said, issues arise, I get that. Perhaps they weren't as financially stable as they had been a year previous but meeting their previously stated goal, it was important, but it was not the most important. They weren't to make themselves destitute in this process. He says, your need later may be met after you meet their need today. Right now, it's the church in Jerusalem that needs something, and you're sending and you're giving and you're blessing them. But one day, it may be the church at Corinth that has a need. And people are going to send to you and bless you. So Paul uses this example in verse 15 that it had been written that he had gathered much, had nothing over, and he that had gathered little had no lack. Well, this is an example of the manna back in the book of Exodus. That the children of Israel, when God sent the manna, they were to gather enough for themselves and their families for each day. They were not to gather any extra except the day before the Sabbath because they had to prepare. God didn't send any manna on the Sabbath day. They were not to go out and gather. But every other day, they could only gather enough for one day. Those who had gathered extra and tried to keep it in a jar to save it for the next day opened up the jar and realized that the food had turned rotten and that it had worms in it. So here, Paul is using this as an example. Being stingy and hoarding up treasure only for your own consumption and security will not end well. You have enough for today. Give us this day our daily bread and give what you can to others blessedness of giving. God has made us to be stewards over all that
are to be good stewards of the resources that we have. Now, I, I am not a, sorry to anyone watching, I'm not a tree hugger kind of person, but we do need to be careful with our resources. Because what we have here and now is what we have. So, we need to realize that it's a blessing from God and we don't need to waste it. Our finances are not an exception. There are a few principles of giving that can be gleaned from Paul's instructions to the church at Corinth. Number one, giving is a gift. Giving is a gift. This sounds counterintuitive. We give gifts. How can giving be a gift to us? The opportunity and means to give is a gift. When Paul tells the Corinthians that the grace of God has caused the Macedonians to give, and they need to operate in this same grace, he says, let this grace abound in you also. He tells them in, in verses 6 and 7, let this thing abound, let this grace abound. The word that is used here is charis, C-H-A-R-I-S, if you're writing here. Charis. This is a grace that provides joy, pleasure, delight, and sweetness. It is a gift or benefit. So Paul is saying, allow this gift of giving to abound in you. Let that be something that grows in your heart. This desire to give, because if we operate in a in a mentality of I've got to hoard everything for myself or I've got to look after my own self then I have no grace growing in my heart this grace is a gift Paul mentioned that they were abundant in many spiritual areas the last one that he mentioned was agape love self sacrificial God type of love, agape, will always be evidenced by giving something. Think about that. For God so agape the world that he gave. That was the proof that God loved us, that he was willing to give his only son to die for our sins. Love, agape, true God type of love will always be giving, will always be self-sacrificial. It is a gift that God gives. Number two, you and God know your heart. So if you've purposed in your heart to give, do so. Do it without grudging. You see, we had already we already mentioned that uh, Paul had been really hard on the Corinthian church. So it could be that those in Corinth some of them, not all of them, but <laughs> those maybe a little less mature were thinking, I'm not giving a blessed thing to Paul. Paul has been rude and mean to us. Paul has hurt my feelings. And if he's asking for an offering, absolutely not. I refuse to give to Paul. I mean, none of us would ever act like that. But those people in Corinth would because, you know, they had issues. So it could be that a few of them were, were angry about Paul's harsh letter to them. So they decided not to give just because he asked them to. 
when you brag about other kids because they want to be praised. But then some of those kids, they just can't hang Christians. So you start praising one kid, and they're like, I don't want you to talk good about me. I want you to leave me alone. And they act start acting crazy. It could have been that some of those had that attitude. I don't know. <laughs> but he's saying, he's saying, when you are giving, God sees your heart. He sees why you are giving and why you're not. We are to do it without showing off. Again, there may have been some who, who wanted to outshine the giving of those poor Macedonian churches. But here in the South, we know how to give. We're going to outgive those northern churches. <laughs> Y'all about to see. And yes, even though they may have raised a good offering, that's not the right attitude to have. That showing off, that wanting to outshine everybody else. No, we are all in this together. So when we make a show of giving, <laughs> Dad talks about it sometimes, you know, that you fan out your $3, or whatever it may be, it doesn't matter. But you, you fan out your dollars and you lay them in the offering plate that way. I, I'm up here. I don't see what how y'all lay anything in the offering plate. But fan it out and, and maybe fan yourself with it a little. <laughs> That's all the glory that you will receive, okay? If you're doing it to show off, that's all the glory that you're going to receive. But also, if we make a show of not giving, crossing my arms and, well, I don't believe in this cause, so I'm not going to give to it. Oh, my. Sorry, I don't know where that came from. Guess who's getting all the attention in either of those pictures? I I'm the one getting the attention and the glory, not God. And God does not accept that. <laughs> so, as well, giving should not be reduced to legalism. Oh, I have to give because they're passing a plate around. You know, I don't, I don't have anything in my wallet, but I'm gonna dig for the pennies in there because if somebody sees that I haven't given, then they're gonna wonder why. We're not given to show off. We're not given because of legalism. If I give, God is required to bless me. Well, God does bless if we give, but we, God loves a cheerful giver. He loves those who are willing and excited to be able to give. Your gift should be an outpouring of your love for your church, for ministry, for fellow believers. The third thing that we see within this chapter is equity versus equality. We hear a whole, whole lot, and I am not at all about to get political, 0% chance, but we hear a whole lot about equality, 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 but that is not what we need. The word that Paul used here, I'll, I'll explain that in a minute. The word that Paul used here was translated from the Greek to be equality. However, the word can be translated equity. There is a difference between the two. Equality is everybody getting the same thing so that it's fair. Equity 
is everybody getting what they need so that the need is supplied. There's this great little uh, cartoon that that we see, and I'm all about school today. Lord, please help those teachers and those kids who are going back to school in a, in a month or so. But there's this great little cartoon in which there are three little kids and there's a fence. And none of the kids can see over the fence because they're all too short. And it is this idea of equality versus equity. So in one, in one of the little frames you see there's a fence, and all the all these kids, three different heights, they can't see over the fence. In the second frame, they have all been given a box to stand on, and all three of the boxes are the same height. Well, the tallest kid can see over the fence now, but the other two kids are still too short to see over the fence. They've been given something for their equality, but it's still not equitable. So the third frame, you see three different sizes of box. The first kid, who is taller, he has his box and he can see over. The second kid has a little bit of higher box and he's the same level and can see over. And the third kid, who is the shortest, has an even taller box and he's standing on top. And they're all three level and they can all three see but they didn't all get the same thing we need equity not equality equality oh i'm gonna i'm gonna give every single one of y'all five hundred dollars now the ones of us who <laughs> the ones of us whose bills are paid and who uh, have some money in the bank that's just going to be a little extra for us but those who are really struggling, who have $1,000 worth of bills, that's not going to be enough. So equality is not what we're calling for here. It is equity. And Paul is saying to them, right now you have plenty and someone else has a need. So you need to be willing for it to be equitable. And you can give out of your abundance to help someone else. But then... There may come a time when you're the one who is in need, that you need help, that you need prayer, that you need uplifting, that you need strength. And don't be prideful when that time comes. Oh, well, I used to have a bunch, and I don't have anything now, so I can't receive. Well, that's, that's prideful. And that's not the way that God's kingdom is set up. He has it equitable. That when you have a need, I give to you. When I have a need, you give to me. So that we all have what we need from Christ. When we hold on tightly and store up greedily, what we have will end up doing us no good. Because mine's all stored up, and I'm blessed, but no one else is. So, we are told so often, like Abraham, we're blessed to be a blessing. I am blessed to be a blessing. You are blessed. You have things that that we need. And it may not be money. It may be your prayers. It may be your business sense. It may be your encouragement. But you have things that we need. 
know whether you're trying to show off or whether you are begrudging in your giving. God knows too. We may never know. And equity versus equality. Each person should be able to receive what they need to be able to function in wholeness and victory in Christ. So today, as we pray, as we pray, just we're going to ask God to help us, to allow this word to plant into our heart and to continue that growth of giving as we now, as the music plays. Heavenly Father, we thank you. You are so great to us. You are so wonderful, and you provide for us in so many ways. God, you have you have blessed each and every one of us with the, with the physical strength, the mental ability to go about our work and to accomplish things. God, I, I'm so thankful. You are great. God, I thank you that you have blessed each one of us with something to be able to give. Some of us may not have any financial ability to give, and that's okay. There's no reason to feel bad about that. There's no reason to feel condemned about that. Because sometimes it'll be us needing and sometimes it'll be us being able to give. God, I thank you that each person has a, has a gift and an ability, though. Some of us have a, an ability to pray and intercede. God, some of us have an ability to give encouragement and, and a good word. God, some of us have that, that gift of hospitality, whatever it may be, God, I pray that you would help us to grow in the gift that we have. God, that we would be so excited to share our gifts with others. Lord, that we would be so excited to be able to minister to those around us. Father God, I pray that your, your grace would grow within our hearts. That we would not begrudge any opportunity to give. And that we wouldn't feel bad when we're not able. But that you would just continue to help us to grow. God, I thank you. I thank you for blessing our church to the point that we are a giving church. Lord, I thank you that you speak to our hearts and that you minister through us to be able to bless others. God, that is it's such a blessing and we're glad to be able to do that. Father, I pray that you would open our eyes to see more opportunities for outreach, that you would open our eyes for more opportunities to, to bless other people. God, that you would help us. And that when it's our turn to receive, that we would do it with, with grace and not pride. God, that when it's our turn to, that we have a need, that we would understand it's like receiving from you. great. I pray that you would help us to, to recognize and understand the truth about giving. The truth that what we have is not ours anyway. That it was just a, a blessing from you. It's just something for us to steward. That you can require of it whatever you want because it's yours. I pray that you would give us continued wisdom with how we spend, how we save, how we give to others. Help us, God. We need you. We need you. God, change our attitude and our outlook.
this word within our hearts. God, I pray that the seeds of your word will grow and that you'd remind us of them time after time after time. God, let us love your word. Let us love your law. Shape it within our hearts. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for providing for us. You are our provider. You give to you give to each of us daily bread, God. You give to us. You supply our needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. All the glory to you. We thank you. And we don't have to worry. We can rely on you. You hide not us. May Yahweh bless you and keep you. May Yahweh make his face to shine upon you. May Yahweh be gracious to you and give you his peace.